in three, two, one. From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. Hooligans, welcome back. I'm your host, Tim English, here with my homeboy, the DMC, David Kane. What I'm up? so excited this week, Tim. What up, dude? I know, man. We get to talk about your favorite sport. Yes. Soccer. Doesn't get enough pub on this show. Ted fucking Lasso. I will just say right off the bat, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, you're missing out. Get on it. On the, one of the best shows that's streaming right now, period, or has in a long time, I would even say. It's uh, one of, it's, I love it. And I'm going to enjoy talking about it with you. And uh, cool. So what's up, everybody? Rocking and do uh, to a new month here. Uh, rolling along. It's a chilly day in Kansas City today. Kind of nice. We're getting some actual fall weather. Um, you never know what the fuck we're going to get in this area of the country. Uh, but it's been kind of nice lately. So uh, things are kind of chilling out for me now. How's your life, dude? Weird. Yeah. Weird. I've got the uh, the kid going back to school. Well, going to school for the first time, and she starts uh, full-time. So uh, it's been kind of a weird adjustment going from homeschool all the time to the hybrid schedule. and That's a pretty weird way to be introduced to school, yes. I would imagine, as a parent and for, for her. The work-from-home, kid-learning-at-home dynamic has been uh, an interesting journey. And I'm glad she's going to school every day so I can... It just requires a whole new discipline that yes. she's not used to. That The whole point of being in the classroom is to... Instill. Adjust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Build a new discipline in her. Okay, you know, sometimes you're not at home and you got to fucking work. And, you know, school is basically that. It's, getting, it's training yes. you for, to have a job. Um, so, you know, I have to explain that to my kids. I'm like, I know you're sick of school, but whenever you're done with school... You can't go to work. Yeah. There's no fucking break. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't get summer vacations anymore. I was like, enjoy it while it lasts because mm-hmm. it goes away. And, Spring and, break. And, there, and there's no, like, recess. Yeah, I don't get to go outside for 20 minutes and run around. And nobody cares. Yeah, you don't. You, you don't nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway. All right, man. Well, uh, dude, let's jump in on Ted motherfucking Lasso. Let's. Created by, let's see, I'm on... Uh, IMDb, but I've got Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, Bill Lawrence as creators. Okay. Do you want to talk about the origins of Ted Lasso and where this started? Well, Ted, Ted Lasso was a fun little marketing campaign um, that was started uh, a while back, uh, a good handful of years. In, um, NBC Sports acquired the rights to show the English Premier League here in the States. Um, so every game from every team shown, um, and they needed a way to pitch this to what they thought were Americans that didn't have any idea what was going on. Um, so they started very basic, and it was an idea to be inclusive to everyone, to the fans that have never sat down and watched the English game and still be entertaining for those of us who were already familiar with this. We're, we're fans of leagues across the, uh, across the pond. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't really for us. Um, but they had to, to keep everyone engaged. So um, 
Brendan Hunt develops Ted Lasso. And it was a series of skits that they showed, you know, during other sporting events um, where they knew other fans would be tuned into things. They, they show some Ted Lasso. Um, and, and you see some of the bits that they did in these segments in episodes of Ted Lasso um, about he doesn't understand that it's not four quarters, it's two halves. Um, you know, overtime, no, ties. He's learning about all of these things. Um, so, so it was just basically a bunch of commercials that they developed to promote Saturday and Sunday morning English Premier League soccer. Well, I love it. <coughs> Excuse me. And I remember uh, when uh, these these premiered. I mean, they, they, they were hilarious. And obviously the guy that brings us to life is Jason Sudeikis. Kansas City boy, homegrown. Um, went to Shawnee Mission West. Theodore Roosevelt Elementary. Yeah. I actually know where that school is. I, I drive by it regularly. So, I mean, to quote... Ron Burgundy, you know, he's kind of a big deal here. A yeah, little bit. You know. A L- little bit. Um, uh, anyway, so, and he is such a good dude. That, and that's what makes Ted Lasso such a great character is he gives him such a real human spirit. Um, and, and such a wide, you know, he just is in the situation such a wide-eyed, um, with such wide-eyed enthusiasm, you know what I'm saying? It's like he has he has no idea what he's doing, but it's like he doesn't care. His level of positivity is what I wish mine could be, where it's it's right at that peak, where it's the perfect amount and not so over the top that it becomes annoying and and I believe it is gets on your nerves. You coaching football, you are a legend for doing something so stupid. I mean, it's mental. They're gonna murder you. This is a little preview for Ted Lasso. You're an American who's now in charge of a football club despite possessing very little knowledge of the game. I know that AFC Richmond is going to give you everything they got, win or lose. All ties. Right, y'all do ties here. A bit from the commercials. Right. Did you see that? You must be from England, yeah. Wales. Is that another country? Yes and no. How many countries are in this country? Um, so anyway, so it's, it's it's kind of funny, and being from Kansas City, us obviously, we get we get a lot of the inside jokes that are in there. I mean, from from the very beginning, he's a, he's a coach from Wichita State University. Doesn't have a football team. Which doesn't have a football team. But I just love the hilarity that he takes them to the nat to a national championship in one year yes. because it's just like, okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's plausible. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, Bill Snyder was at K-State for 20 years, and he never even sniffed a, a championship. No. KU got closer. They did. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, so it, but there's a lot of fun things where you, if you just watch uh, Ted's T-shirts, I mean, he had, he had a bottle of uh, Arthur Bryant's sauce. Yes, he tried to give it to Rebecca. Up, but a lot of the references are kind of like off references. Um like there's a what's the shirt he wears? That's the Gates Arthur. He wears the the pig shirt that has it all divided up into sections, right? Um, with the the different KC barbecue joint lo- locations. 
There's one T-shirt that I'm positive is like a Chiefs, Royals, Jayhawk kind of a K-U-K-C, but it's all kind of like the letters are all kind of backwards where it looks like letters, but not. Interesting. <clears throat> kind of a, it was just, I caught it at one point and I was like, I was trying to f- figure it out. But th- for, there's kind of a lot of little hidden references to, yeah. to Kansas City culture. and The uh, hat Coach Beard wears is a. Right, that's an actual company. Company here in Kansas City that he is friends with and um, has known since childhood. All right, let's talk about Coach Beard. Brendan Hunt, creator, writer, a man of very few words. I appreciate Coach Beard on so many different levels. Now, we saw him recently on Brock Meyer. Yes. He was the owner of the Yankees, and he was pretty funny on that. He was. But this is the, I mean, this, <clears throat> I haven't ever, I had never seen him on anything before. Is this the first thing he's really? This is the f- first exposure I've had to him. Sure. Can, uh, so great. Yeah, he says very few things, but when he says something, it's, he's like, Silent Bob in, a, in that way where it's just it's poignant it's on on point it's um it's it, it's usually pretty funny I mean he, he's great clearly the one that makes this team function as an actual soccer team football team whatever you want to call it um, he's the one doing all of the actual coaching as far as the the coach making the actual coaching adjustments yes he's the one that understands the sport and how to put 11 people on the pitch together to go and try and accomplish something explanation yes the boot in the boot yeah um so yeah they're they're great together and again it's you know for me it's the chemistry between all these characters and you'll you'll we'll talk a little bit more about that as we kind of expand around throughout the team here um, but Coach Beard's great, and just their, um, the way they kind of have like a, a husband and wife kind of a, you know. Yes. That, you know, I mean. Coach Beard has a clear loyalty to Ted. I mean, it, he's moved across an ocean to take on a team that they know nothing about. Right. Um, so, so a great deal of loyalty but man, when it when it's on the line, Coach Beard is standing up to Ted and and, and making sure Ted under, understands his place in this as well. So, um, not a pushover by any means, um, but definitely the uh, I think the technical brains of the whole operation. Now, they are coaching. What are they called? What's the, what's the team's name? Richmond. Right. Are they real? No, not a real team. Okay. I wasn't sure. No, completely uh, made up. <laughs> but all the teams are playing are... Are actual real teams. Right, 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 right. Crystal Palace and Man City. Man City is the, the team they play at the end. And Manchester they're different city. from... Are they different from Manchester United? Is that yes, that's two different okay. different teams in the same city. I don't you know, got man. it. I don't know. It's kind of like the Mets and the Yankees. They exist in the in the same city. Same? Are they in the same league? Yeah. Well, there's only one league. The, the oh, oh I got. Why? Well, okay, I got you. I didn't know if there were. All right. So now, the reason he's been brought over at, to answer the question as to why would they have this guy, coach, a college football coach from Kansas, 
coaching at British British Premier, English Premier, English Premier, is the owner Rebecca, who is played by Hannah Wadding, Waddingham, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. By so the way, so delightful. She is very much the owner from Major League. Oh yes, um, she has acquired this team in her divorce. It was it's basically like the one the thing what she got. Yes, she and acquired it. Out of spite. Right. And she has decided that she's just going to ruin this team. And what a more hilarious way to do it than to be put somebody in charge of it that has no fucking clue what he's doing. Just a She wants to break the thing that her ex-husband loves the most. Right. Uh, she has been seen in uh, Sex Education on Netflix, which is an amazing show. If you haven't watched it, she's also, Jenny pointed out, she's the shame, shame lady in Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Nice. That, yeah. Shame. Outstanding. Shame, shame. So, um, but she is, and again, it's it's their relationship. It's her relationship with Ted where she's just kind of amusing him at first. Like, I'm sorry, but you're, I'm here, I'm, yes. you're, ju- you're just a pawn in my little game with my husband to get back at him. But he like take she, she likes him like right away. And she she, does, she, she does not want to. to Ted Lasso. Yeah, and she's like you know because he brings her the biscuits every day. You know every day. Yeah, biscuits every day, with the boss. We're gonna sit here. We're gonna have biscuits and you know. And she's just like oh god you know. But she, they're so good, and he's such a nice guy that she just begins to entertain him. Right. <clears throat> and then we have her little henchman who's Higgins, played by Jeremy, Jeremy Swift, Swift, and he's just like you know again. A leftover from the from the previous regime, who's um, there to serve her, and she kind of treats him like shit for a while. And we come to find out that that Higgins had a hand in the uh, husband's adventures with other women. Right, um, he knew what was going on. He didn't. Say. So she's keeping him around just to to torment him. Um, she he's kind of like. A, the mouse, and she's just kind of the cat playing with the mouse. I'm not going to kill you yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you suffer beneath me. What is her husband's name? Oh man, I was trying to find him in the cast real quick. It doesn't matter right now. <coughs> Anyways, you know, it's yeah, it's very much Major League, which is you know one of, one of my favorite movies. So I you know instantly fell in love with that setup. Um, but it's a, she's a little bit different, as you know. She she does ultimately warm to warm to everybody, and uh, it. But it is funny to watch just her reaction as uh, even as the town hates him for taking over. Which is you know I I love the way the people in bars just come up and just talk shit to his face. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's they, very English. That's but, but it's they do it in a, pol- in a yes. polite way almost, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they're like, all right, you fuck you, you waker, and then they're just like, all right, cool, but he's here, whatever. <laughs> uh, the, the best example, the fun example to me is um, there's a little old man that Ted meets on the street regularly, and this little old man always, you fucking wanker, and, and walks off, and there's no love between him. And... Uh, Ted finally wins a game. And, uh, he's sitting on a bench, a, a, a street bench, and here comes this little old man. And this time, nice job, wanker. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm going to give you the credit you deserve for winning one match and making me happy today, but you're still a, you're still a wanker. And 
It, it, fun, fun to see. And that, yeah, it's the same way uh, the crowd after that first win. Yes, they they do the same thing. They're chanting "wanker," but they're clapping and doing it in a it's, way that's kind of like a way to go. Wanker. It's different, you know. It's yeah, different. it is. It, yeah, it's different, right? It's different. Um, so let's get into well, let's 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 talk about Coach Nate. Well, not Coach Nate when he when we first meet him, he's just he's the kit man. Yes, so he's, he's just the, the guy. Man. He's basically the guy that can the laundry know, guy. Yeah, he pick up the balls after practice, do the laundry, just. You're kind of like slave to the clubhouse kind of a guy. It takes a lot of abuse from from the players. Right. Uh, he is played by Nick Mohammed. I just saw him in something else recently. What else has that bugger been in? Um, he was in The Martian. Okay. Yeah, they actually did. I actually watched that recently. So that's. What it would have been. So I love that dude, man. He's great. And again, it's it's the way uh, it's the way Ted takes to him. And you know, he's obviously relying on Nate's experience because, hey, Nate, you know this team more than I do. Yes. So, and Nate's never had anybody treat him with respect. And Nate <laughs> so is a neurotic, anxious individual that uh, is terrified by everything, and and so for. Ted to remember his name. That was the first thing that, that struck Nate was you remembered my name. Right. Um, and Ted was kind of taken aback by people. Why would I not remember your name? Um, and, and thus form that uh, instant Nate's not going to run away anymore kind of relationship. Right. And just the way his character builds throughout the season. Uh, they let him they use one of his plays. Uh, they have him cut, uh, the, do a little scouting for players. And yes. c- you tell us strengths and weaknesses, and then he has th- that. Okay, now you tell them, you know, what yeah. they do right, what they do wrong. And he has his moment where he's like really shy, and then he kind of starts talking shit. And a one of my favorite moments from this show is his interaction with my favorite player on the team, Roy. Oh, yes. Um, Roy they, Kent. They have a back and forth um, that just develops both of their characters um, probably more than at any other point in time during the season. Uh, right. Um, and that is Roy Kent played by Brett Goldstein. Uh, you're right. He's my favorite, too. Just the way he... He's just the grumpy old man on the team. Yes. I've I'm I've been a stud for years. Kind of he's very entitled. My my days are numbered though, and yeah. I realize that my days are coming to an end, whether I like them to or not. Sure. Um yeah, and he, but he, he is immediately kind of named the captain. Uh Ted recognizes him as the one that he has to get to him. In order to get to everybody else, yes. If Roy doesn't buy in, nobody's going to. Right, and so he kind of makes it Roy's job to even police the bullying of Nate. Yes, you know, and that immediately changes Roy's focus on the team. He did, he whether he likes it or not, he becomes that. He becomes the captain. That guy that, uh, well, uh, fuck, I don't want to do it, but. You know, he has to go talk to this guy or say something to this guy or motivate this guy or tell somebody he fucking playing like shit so he plays better, whatever, you know. And 
He doesn't want to be doing it. He, he's always going back to Ted. I shouldn't have to be. No, no, you go do it. Yeah. You know, Captain. He does it with a smile. Um, and of course, this leads right into the the rivalry. I think that the fuels this 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 season anyway. Um, and that's with uh, what's his name, Jamie, Jamie Jamie Tart. Is that his name? Yes. Played by Phil Dunster, who is the exact opposite. Their characters are polar opposites. Jamie is that rising star in the league. Um, he's he's young. He's pretty. Um, he's got the endorsements. He's got you know all of this to look forward to. Um, but he's young and he's stupid. I mean, Jamie is an absolute moron. Um, so the dynamic between the two of them uh, is explosive right from the start. I mean, it's very clear that they have a disdain for one another just based on where they are in life. Jamie is what Roy once was. Yes. And Roy is what Jamie doesn't realize that someday he will be too. Yes, exactly. He's too He's too young, dumb, and full of cum to realize that someday you're going to be the fucking grandpa too, and you'll also yes. then have some hotshot little asshole who's just going to think you're... You're the old man. Yeah. Out of my way, old man. Get out of my way. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, and as much as, you know, you're supposed to kind of hate Jamie at first because he's cocky from, you know, the game when he scores two goals and stands there and chants me. Yes. <laughs> me. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. He's like, is he screaming meat? Oh, me. Meat. That makes more sense. Uh, the baby shark song. His his chant, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, and now it's catchy and it's stuck in your head too, and you're welcome. Right, you know, there's the his relationship with Keely, who I'm so glad we get to talk about. Yeah, the wonderful talk, talk about Keely Juno Temple. Yeah, who I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm thinking. She, I know she did a movie with Matthew McConaughey a few years ago that some people saw, but the movie everybody saw would be The Dark Knight Rises. She's in it for about three minutes. Yes. As Catwoman's friend. <laughs> friend. Friend. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but she's great. She plays. She's in both the Maleficent movies with. Um, what's her name? Maleficent. Oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yes. Her. Okay. She plays a fairy in both of those. I I have a five year old. I've seen them sure. more times than I uh, care to. Yeah, you'd know that better than I would. I know. Um, but it, initially, she's Jamie's girlfriend, and she's just, as she says, she's famous for almost being famous. Yes. Um, she's she, a model. She ish. ultimately kind of. Er, she earns her way into a job with the with the team. Just. By helping Rebecca, just with some kind of publicity stuff, and you know, obviously Rebecca re- sees her worth, and it's like, you know, what do you do? You need a job. Here you go. You know, and she kind of starts doing stuff with the team, but she becomes also a um, part of a love triangle between Jamie and Roy, and Roy, um, in a way that you know, a lot of times you know, in a show when you're like, oh, well, they're obviously going to build this, that, uh, it all that relationship transition was natural and uh 
And again, it's it's built on that chemistry that's established with all those characters. I love Keely because to me she is the female Ted Lasso of this cast. She comes with an energy that's only matched by Ted Lasso and uh, her perspective on things. Um, if you look at all of the scenes that she's in, like the boot room with Rebecca, um, there's an office scene where she convinces Rebecca, you need to do the right thing here. You need to, you need to come clean. Um, she is the one that every time that a scene ends, she's given you the valuable information on how you need to proceed. Um, just like Ted and the Diamond Dog Boys, you know, uh, when when Ted speaks, that's where the story goes, um, a driving force, and she just absolutely um, steals every scene that she's in. I, I want Keely in every scene moving forward. Yeah, she's really great, and you're right. She does bring an energy that's you know that just adds so much to ever you know. So much uh, each different interaction which with that she has with each character. Um, so where does that leave us here? Well, I'll send you before the, before we started the show. I think what's great about uh, Ted Lasso is <clears throat> it's so well written and directed. I mean, some of the you know Zach Braff you know directs. Uh, Declan Lowney, Elliot Hegarty, MJ Delaney, Tom Marshall uh, directed episodes in the first season. Writing credits just go, you know, they're crazy today because it's on there. He's one of the creators, I guess, huh? Quotes is in there. Yes. Helping develop the character anyway. Um, but, you know, it's one of those shows where it's all so well written. Um, it's like you hate Jamie at first, but there's – but you – you're supposed to hate him initially, and you know there is a a, a transition, a, a, an arc his character goes through, um, where the team ultimately loses him towards the end of the season. Um, do you want to explain that process? Because I I still don't understand what in, in <laughs> I still don't understand the borrowing players between teams because uh, they don't do that in in American sports. No, outside of uh, you can kind of equate. What's that base? There's that baseball. What's the baseball draft where they can pick a player and then if he's not on the major league roster, then yeah, then no. So this is um, sometimes teams are just loaded at different positions. Um, For instance, you could have you know three or four forwards on your team that are scoring a ton of goals, and it's going to be very hard for a young player to earn a spot and play in front of these other players. Um, but when you're young, you need those minutes. You need actual game time. Practices are great and all, but you need to go out and compete in games. You need to be faced with different situations. Um, you mature on the field, um, and that's what you need is minutes, lots and lots of minutes. So teams will say, we're going to keep the contract on this player and we're going to let him come play for you, this lowly other side that doesn't have anyone and can't afford to go out and pay $80 million for a forward to come in and score goals for you. So we're going we're gonna to let you borrow this player for a little while, but he's got to play, and you've got to give him minutes, and you've got to you know, train him and work with him. And when the time is right, we'll recall that player to, to our roster. Um, so essentially, Jamie is 
a young up and comer, but Man City is a billion dollar team. You know, you don't just walk right. in and play there. So they're so. loaded with players. And so he does get benched at one point because he yes. scores two goals and chance meet. Right. <laughs> chance meet. And uh, so obviously the parent team, whatever, notices. And so Rebecca uses this as an as a opportunity to, um, especially because through that experience of being benched, it does kind of start to get through to Jamie. Yes. He does start to come around to the the team concept. He participates they in have the that, team activity. That, they have that awesome moment where they had like a little, little bonfire on the on the field and uh Rebecca she sees that and she's like, "Oh, shit." Yes. She has a, several of these moments. "Oh, shit. These these people hate him, but they they kind of like him." Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. shit. These players they like him. They're listening to him. Shit. Oh, they won a game. Oh, shit. You know, so she keeps having these. And when Jamie, she realizes Jamie's starting to come around, she, oh, well, they exercise their option and then claim him. Yep. Um, thinking this is going to uh, draw a wedge between the team and, you know, the, the city. And it, it does initially. Um but then, you know, the team has to start playing for uh, so they don't get relegated. Relegated. Right. And that's where they get bumped down into kind of the minor leagues or whatever. Is that kind of how The it English is? Championship, which is the second tier. Okay. It's just a. It's just where you go when you're not good enough to, right. to be up in the big boys. It's just different sporting structure. That'd be great if they did that in major leagues. Interesting. Uh, Tim, you were about to open a door in the soccer world that you, you just – your mentions are not ready for it, so we're just going to move past relegation. What do you mean? What does that mean? There is a contingent, and they're awful, um, that complain about American sports not being an open and free market, and they want promotion and relegation, and it's a hill that they want to die on. That mm. It's not a practical, sustainable model here in the U.S., and it won't work. The structure is not there. Owners are not paying $200 million for a team to get relegated and go play in a league with stadiums for 8,000 people. Gotcha. It's not happening. Gotcha. Okay. So. But they're angry people, Tim. <laughs> they are DC <laughs> fanboy level <laughs> of crazy. Oh, all right. So maybe we won't open that door in this episode. Please don't. All right, let's not do that. Anyway, so they don't want to get relegated. and uh, um, But Ted's getting, you know, he's kind of winning the team over. He's winning Roy over. Um, Roy's kind of accepting that, you know, hey, this is this is our last chance at something. and uh, But Jamie's playing, you know, he's starting to do well with uh, Man City based on his you know, the experience and what he doesn't realize, the lessons he learned sure. from Ted, which he continues to think that the whole time Ted was fucking with him. and Up to the last game. Yeah, just he just refuses to believe that Ted was ever, like, really in his corner. Yes. Nobody could possibly be as nice as this guy appears to be. Uh, right, and so, of course, it does build up to that last game where they're going against... Uh, Man City, and they have to win this game in order to uh, avoid being, you know, knocked down into the to the lower level, 
Or at one point, there's the... It's win or draw, right. and they stay. Lose, they go, they drop. But wasn't it the draw was like if... What was if the team... There did? was another team that had to have a result go like they had Richmond's win. way. They had yeah, to lose 6 nothing, yes. and they lost 6 nothing. Yes. I remember. So, anyways... <clears throat> you know, and, and the, I think one thing that's really interesting about this show is my... I, the, when I talk to people about this, they're like, oh, is that about, you know, I'm like, you got to watch Ted Lasso. And their first comment is always, is that, is that that show about soccer? And I'm like, you know what? I was like, it's it's not really about, it's not really about soccer. There's soccer in it. And, and really, barely, honestly. Yeah. You know, there's... Which a, I'm thankful for, by the way. I'm glad that there's very little actual on the pitch that's, that's soccer. Har- that's hard to shoot it, foot stuff. Yeah. And, and everybody looks awkward doing it, and there are a couple of scenes where it looks very awkward doing it, and I'm like, I understand it has to be in here. This right. is the culmination of, of the show. You have to do it. Right. Um, but less is better in this instance, and yeah. I think they found a good balance with that. Yeah, they, they really do. Off. They really do. You don't have to know anything about the sport, or, I mean, I, like I'm saying, I'm learning how this league works as I'm watching it. You know, I mean, it doesn't you know, and I don't mean that from a dumb American perspective. Sure. You know, I just mean I, I I don't follow it. So, right. What's relegation? I I, I guess I I can't remember what I thought that meant, but I didn't understand it. So I mean, I, I had to ask you at one point. Ted Lasso teaches you through Coach Beard everything you need to know about soccer to be able to watch this show and understand what's going on. Right. There's nothing that happens that hasn't been explained to you in a way that makes it fun and enjoyable and minus offside which is a fun running joke through i still don't understand nobody does (laughs) nobody does tim nobody understands when when he runs up to that ref it goes i don't understand he goes oh don't give me he goes no really i still don't understand it yes (laughs) nobody does he's still asking for the explanation he's like no 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 i still don't understand why that's offside i still don't get it um so anyway so Obviously, it's coming down to the last game, and uh, they have that good moment um, where uh, they take the lead, and or is that when they tie? No, they tie. They tie because that's what they needed to do. If they tie, and that team lost six nothing. There's a, a beautiful moment in the stands where Americans we can relate to this. Your team has been in a situation where everybody in the stadium finds out. At the same time, that thing that you needed to happen for your team to do this other thing has happened. Um, so the phones are going off. And then there's just this massive amount of excitement. And everybody on the field figures out that thing we needed to happen has happened. Right. Now all we need is a draw. We just right. have to score one goal. And, and the whole time, he's, we're not playing for a tie. We're not playing for a tie. And in that moment, he was like, oh, no, no, no. We're playing, we're for, playing a for a tie. Now we're playing for a tie. Yes. And... <clears throat> So they get their tie, and there's like that that great moment where you feel it all come together, and then, oh wait a second, because there's never you know there's no stoppage. Play keeps going. Jamie takes off down the sideline, or you know up the midfield or whatever, and at that last moment he does what he's failed to do the whole time. He makes that one extra pass, and. Uh, Man City takes the game in the last minute or the last few seconds of the game there. And, um, you know, it's heartbreaking. 
you know, and you, and you feel that, it's you know, crushing. It is. And, you know, the team didn't think they had a chance. And we've all had that as sports fans. You know, we just had a whole episode not too long ago where we talked about um, sporting events. And that's because you and I love sports. So much fun. I mean, right now, you know, we're in football season right now. Um, so our, our, our Chiefs are playing, you know. I mean, our, KU is our is a team that we follow in college football. They're not any good in football at all. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Horrible. Um, uh, you know, but, you know, we'll, we go through that. All sports fans, everybody, you know, no matter who, the Yan- Yankees fans, as, as many championships as they want, they've gone through heartache, heartache you know, and they can, sure. they, they can all, like, oh, man, that one year, <laughs> you know, you know, that, that that's, you know, whatever. That's what we want. We need that as sports fans to have that heartache so that those triumphant moments mean that much more. So you and I actually had this conversation uh, right before the, because I asked you what I asked you to explain relegation to me. Yes. Uh, before the finale, and I was like, okay. And you said then you were like, basically, what's going to happen is this: they're going to lose this game and they'll get relegated. So next season will be about them earning their way back. Ted and, building his own right legacy here with with Richmond. Right, they'll earn their way back, and then you said the following season will them be them winning it all. Which you even had that all set up in these last moments of yes of the of the first season where uh, Ted does find out that you know he's been a pawn in Rebecca's game yes because she's one of, and she feels bad she's like fuck I gotta tell him yeah a hugely emotional scene in uh, Ted's office again Keely is the one that's like bitch you need to tell him get in there yeah and uh, she does she owns it she and what a Beautiful scene for Rebecca as a character. Yeah. I mean, perfectly acted. The emotion was there. I bought it. It didn't feel over-the-top heavy. Um, but just a person that everything that she's done caught up with her in that moment. Right. Uh, and she lays it out for Ted. And Ted does the most Ted thing that Ted could possibly do. He just looks at her and says, I forgive you. Yeah, it's okay. It's not... Oh, it's not some big production from Ted. Just, I get it. I understand. And I forgive you. Moving but they're on. all there. Yeah. So it is, you know, and and then he goes in after after the loss, <clears throat> and he is just like, all right, you know, I'll just, I'll just resign, and I'll make this easy on you. And she's just like, nope. Uh-uh. No, no, you're staying, and we're going to, you know. We're going to do this. Yeah. And, it, you know, right then he... He gets that Ted smile back, and you know, and he again, it goes back to major league, and he's like, "We're gonna get back into this, and then after that, we're gonna win the whole fucking thing." Yep. Um, and again, the beauty of the show is it, it's 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 positivity. It's been a shitty year, dude. It's been fucking awful, Tim. And we all, I mean, we all know this, and it's like we're all going through shit. I mean, I've gone through a lot of personal shit, so it's it's like. You know when you're, and it's it's hard to like when you're when you are going through your own shit, and you know that as a society, as a world, that we're all going through this, so through something we've never gone through before. Um, so it's just it's been shitty. You know that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's yeah, just, it's just it's been shitty. it's just been shitty. It's been hard to deal with shit. So it's just you know, 
to have a, a show like this where it's like there's just it's it's fun to watch. It's it makes you smile, makes you feel good. Um, there's few shows that actually do that. I, it's it's hard for me to think of another show where I've said on a Wednesday, man, I'm looking forward to Friday because I know for a half hour on Friday at some point in time I'm going to be happy. I'm just going to be happy. I know that for that 30 minutes, that's all I have to worry about is what's going on with Ted Lasso. And it makes me smile. And it makes me feel good. And when bad things happen, I know that eventually somebody's going to turn it around and it's going to work out in a positive way. And I feel better. I feel better after I watch Ted Lasso. Fuck you, 2020. Well, what, what does that mean? Just this whole year. Oh, 2020, out yeah. of the year. Fuck you, 2020. Yeah, fuck you, 2020. Yeah, fuck you, dude. It's It sucked. And this, yeah, it's it's been a pleasant surprise. Because you never know. I mean, when they're like, we're going to make this show about this TV, you know, this TV ad series that we had. Sometimes it's like, well, how's that going to translate to a, a series? Yeah. How are you going to keep that interesting? Um, it's just well read, man. Can can I can I point out something else? Point it out, Tim. How how many years have we known each other now? Uh, eight. We have talked more about soccer in the past month than we have probably in the combined seven years plus. So this show got us talking about soccer, Tim. How about that? It's weird. You don't give a shit about soccer, and that's not a bad that's thing. It's not that I I'm don't give a shit. Uh, no, I mean, soccer is not your thing, and that's understood, and that's fine. And I don't think you're ever going to be a I, – I have a team that I root for in England, and I get up on Saturday mornings and I watch. I don't think that's Probably. ever going to be the case. But it's been interesting enough that you and I have had soccer conversations that aren't just – Tim picking on one of my teams just because it's a, a fun way to get me riled up. And I like that. I like that, that we that it's opened up this Are you banter. talking about when I used to say something about Seattle? Oh, Seattle, <laughs> the sporting jokes when sporting became sporting. Yeah. Good times, Tim. I don't know. I never made fun of them for changing their name, David. I got it. I got it. It's all right, man. Um well, it's cool, man. Uh, I've enjoyed it, man. And like I said, it's it's like it doesn't hurt. You don't have to know anything about the sport. Not in a, fact, not if anything, all. it's it it has made. You know, you're right. I'm probably not going to get up at in the morning to watch any games. But six thirty on a Saturday morning. No, nope. nope. but I'm up for it. That's cool, dude. I mean, and it's all right. That's great. But um, it's you know, it's a show that just goes beyond that. So, uh, um. It'll be interesting to see where they uh, go from here with it. It's on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. You have to subscribe to it. Or find a friend that subscribes to it. Sure. That will let you access their I love Apple, having, Apple account. I love having friends. Um, <laughs> so um, there you go. Uh, look it up. It's uh, it's well worth your watch. There's eight episodes. There's one season right now. So season half hour episodes. Season two comes back. They're already. It's already in in production. Yeah, it's actually been renewed for two more seasons. I know. 
So season yes. two and three. So I mean, and it'll be what summer? I would assume late yes. summer again. But same same as when this one came out. How do you like the week to week release versus the Netflix drop? Uh, I don't. Um, I, I I just become accustomed to give me everything all at once. Um, Mando kind of kind of changed that for me because I understand some things you just can't prevent the world from talking about. So if you give it one episode at a time, you know the people who have the opportunity to watch nine hours worth of something can't spoil it for those that can only manage an hour on a Friday to watch something. So um, I I get it. And it, and, it, and I think it depends on the show. I, I think with this show, uh, Apple TV especially, you know, you're going to give people a free seven-day trial. If, if you get them hooked on something, you've given them one free episode, and they have to sign up and come back and, and watch again and again and again. So I, I understand a, a new streaming service trying to drive um, subscription numbers by only allowing you to, to get that, you know, that first taste for free. Sure. You know? So they're basically drug lords. I subscribe to all these. Fucking, I don't ever watch Peacock though. Not a little bit. My boys watched Prom Night the other night. Yeah, I'm not doing Peacock. They moved all the soccer to to Peacock, and oh, I'm, really? I'm protesting. I'm not oh. buying another subscription service just to watch your soccer. It's got to go somewhere, though, man. I Anyway, we, another episode, we can talk about how frustrating it is. You can only watch one football game on a Sunday sometimes. Right. <laughs> how stupid is it? It's, it's like, why, why? Fantasy, everybody plays fucking fantasy football. Why don't you give us more options to watch? That's why I watch the Red Zone. I don't have to deal with all the other boring shit with football. I just get to watch people score touchdowns. Yeah, all right. that's the way to do it. All right, brother. Well, everybody, watch Ted Lasso. Talk to us about it on our channels. We are on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm Real Tim, Real Tim English on Twitter. DMC Keeper. DMC Keeper. Um, I still think we need to get hooligan shirts that say Tim DMC. I'm down. Just do that. All right. Everybody think that's a great idea? Raise your hand. All right. So, cool. Uh, watch Ted Lasso. Let us know what you think. Follow us on, if you're not already following us, on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Google Play, wherever you stream podcasts, you should be able to find us. Uh, we'd like to pop over to YouTube at some point. We'll figure that shit out in 2021. All right. Hooligans, we out. Bye, David. Bye, Tim. Bye.